being lonely is an emotion that centers around a feeling of lack. It's, oh, I'm lacking something or someone else in my life. Being alone is different. It's not negative. It's just a natural state that one can get comfortable with. And it can actually bring you a lot of happiness. Welcome back to 20-something. I apologize for the raspy voice. I don't know why I have a bit of a cough. I wanted to record a little solo episode this week about independence, confidence, and related topics, specifically how to be more independent. Independence is the single trait that I strive for above anything else. And it's a question that I get a lot, like, how are you so independent? How are you so confident? Here's why it's important. Without independence, without self-sufficiency, you are dependent on others, right? That's the natural opposite. And if you're dependent on others, that is always going to be a cap. It's going to be an upper limit on what you can do. It's going to be an upper limit on the amount of things that you can achieve in your life. Your potential for achievement will be limited by what other people can achieve or by what others can help you achieve or by the amount of reassurance that they can give you because you're dependent on them. Instead, independence means knowing that anything you want, you can achieve on your own and you are the person who's solely responsible for what you achieve. What I've noticed too is that independence is correlated or it's it's the foundation of confidence. I recognize myself as a very confident person. I have very little doubt in my ability to achieve things. And I think that's because I've grown so independent over the years that I'm completely comfortable with who I am. And if I wasn't self-sufficient, I don't think that I would have that same level of confidence. The two go hand in hand. So how can you become more independent? Here's the first thing. If you're questioning how to get something done, or let's say you need information about something, Instead of asking for help as your number one instinct, which is the number one reflex for a lot of people, make sure first that you have exhausted all of the ways that you could possibly figure out how to do something or find the answer on your own before you go to someone else. Like treat this like an activity. The next time you think to yourself, oh shit, I need help or like how the hell am I supposed to figure this out? Try exhausting every single possible way that you could find the answer or do the thing by yourself before going to someone else for help as a last resort. The reason this is a good activity is that nine times out of 10, you'll realize that even if you were freaking out and thought you were clueless at the beginning, with enough time and resourcefulness, most things you can figure out how to do on your own. My biggest pet peeve is those people who ask you questions that they could easily Google the answer to. Don't be the person who always needs someone else to hold their hand to be able to do anything. Method number two, financial independence. If you're 18 plus, you should be financially independent from your parents. If you're an adult, there's no reason that you should be leaning on your parents as a crutch financially still. You're responsible for yourself. Gifts are one thing, but when it comes to basic things like, you know, housing, food, your phone bill, you need to be capable of providing for your own basic needs by yourself as part of being an adult. Let's say that someone has really wealthy parents. Obviously, it could be tempting for that person to have their parents continue to support them in their early to mid-20s because the money's there, right? So why not use it? But if you are financially dependent on someone else, you're never going to build the muscle of knowing how to make money, how to manage money, how to spend your own money. And it's going to put you behind the crowd because those are skills that you have to pick up the same way you pick up any other skills, like going to the gym and like growing a muscle stronger. You have to practice it to be good at the thing. 
So if you're an adult, grow up, get a job, take care of yourself. That's a first step. And it sounds so intuitive. Like it sounds like common sense, but you'd be surprised how many people are in their mid twenties and are still, you know, living at home or depending on their parents. Number three is living alone. This one's huge. Anyone who I meet who has recently moved out of home, moved out of their place with their roommates, bought their first house, condo, apartment, their own space that is entirely theirs, and has started living solo, that tends to be a major marker in their adult life. Like, it's a huge milestone. Because when you live alone, you create a life or you create a daily routine that is 100% yours. It is solely dependent on you and what you want to do in your day. Your space, the way that it looks, is determined solely by yourself. You're responsible for regulating your own life, your time schedule, cooking for yourself, cleaning for yourself, making sure that you're making your mortgage payment or your rent by yourself. It is probably the fastest way to 10x the amount of time that it takes you to become independent. Living alone also really teaches you to enjoy spending time with yourself and to be comfortable with your own presence, which is a huge part of being independent and being comfortable with yourself more broadly. Number four, which is an alternative to this, is travel on your own. Book a trip on your own. Um, This is a fun one. This is something I've been doing since I was really young. I was probably 16 the first time I went on a trip on my own. Traveling by yourself, if it's your first time, it's not easy. It also is not natural to a lot of people because they associate going on vacation with social activities. So they go on vacation either with friends or family and spend most of the time hanging around others, partying, doing tourist activities along with other people. But you'd be surprised how much fun you can have on a trip by yourself. The reason I love this too is that if you're someone who's trying to cultivate like a a mindset of abundance, it really shows you that you are worthy of luxury, that you're worthy of, you know, nice things and nice trips and hotel rooms and this, that, and the other. Even if it's just for yourself, spoiling yourself in that way is a really good feeling, especially if you've just hit a major accomplishment, like got a new job, graduated school, something like that. Active traveling on your own, like everything I've listed so far, builds that muscle of self-sufficiency because you are responsible for you. Nobody's holding your hand. Nobody's telling you where to go, what to do. If you go on a trip on your own, you realize that your days are spent just by what you want to do, right? You're not doing things because your best friend wanted to go to this club in Miami or see museum XYZ. You build out your day based on what you really enjoy doing. And as a result of that, you have to actually think seriously about how you enjoy spending your time, whether it's sitting in cafes, going to museums, doing the touristy things, or just hanging out, meeting people around the city that you're in. The logistics part of it, like scheduling your itinerary, budget, booking flights, hotels, da 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 da, is a good exercise just to make sure that you know how to do shit on your own and you don't need other people to plan things for you. Competence is different. Competence is a separate topic, but the relationship that I found between them is that if you become more independent, you will start to see that without even trying, you simultaneously also became more competent. Someone who's independent and capable of doing things on their own and being happy on their own emanates confidence because they're so certain in themselves that there's no room for doubt or insecurity. How to actually do this is a more difficult question, right? Confidence is something that's built up over time. One thing I started doing around the end of high school is I made a list of all the things I loved about myself. And that sounds so superficial, but they don't have to be all tangible things. They can be intangible things too. 
make a list, whether it's athletic ability, how strong you are, color of your eyes, your smile, or intangible things like your work ethic, your ambition, having a big heart, being intelligent, being independent is a big one that could make that list. Write it down as a self-love exercise. You'll realize that the list is probably longer than you think. And the act of writing it down will bring those things to the top of your mind. You'll start to notice things that you like about yourself that you don't see in others that you wouldn't have otherwise noticed as much. And that'll start to build a foundation of confidence or a sense of pride or happiness with who you are. Being comfortable spending time with yourself, like I said, is a big part of independence. This is something I've talked about on this podcast before, but I love taking myself on dates alone. Try, you know, the nice restaurant you've been wanting to go to. Take yourself to the coffee shop down the street to work or read for a few hours. This is fun, especially if you live in a big city and you have a list of, you know, cafes or other places you want to try. You don't have to do those with friends. You can do them by yourself. I take myself on a date once a week, non-negotiable, and those nights are such a breath of fresh air for me, especially after a long work week. On Friday night last week, I went to dinner at Planta, which is this new super chic restaurant that just opened downtown Chicago, and it was amazing. I literally sat by myself, ordered a four-course meal and my wine, and I sat with my book for a few hours, and it was amazing. I'm super happy that I went. It doesn't always have to be extravagant like that. Sometimes I'll just walk through a new neighborhood of the city and find a coffee shop or spend an afternoon at the Art Institute. The idea is to get really comfortable just being with yourself. Make it something that you enjoy and that you get excited for. Most people dread being alone and feel the need to fill the time with distraction, whether it's like TV or being on FaceTime with somebody else or just making social plans as a way of avoiding being by yourself all the time. It's actually something that you should get used to being comfortable with and enjoying. That will make you untouchable because when you're happy spending time with yourself, nothing can touch you. You don't even need to be preoccupied with, you know, doing something like reading. You could just be quiet. People watch. Ever since reading the book, The Power of Now, that's something I've been practicing. Sometimes being silent and being content in the present moment without needing always to give my mind something to preoccupy myself with. Like when it comes to solitude, people often conflate the ideas of loneliness and being alone. They're not the same thing. Being alone does not have to mean being lonely. Being lonely is a negative feeling. There's a very negative connotation around that word. And it's being lonely is an emotion that centers around a feeling of lack. It's, oh, I'm lacking something or someone else in my life. Being alone is different. It's not negative. It's just a natural state that one can get comfortable with. And it can actually bring you a lot of happiness. Being alone has equal power to bring you happiness as being around other people does. Some of the happiest moments in my life, I experienced them by myself. Like, I remember the day that I first discovered the law of attraction. I felt like the most intense happiness I've ever experienced in my life to date. And I remember I was just hanging out alone. I was in my old house. The entire day was like a random Saturday or a Sunday in March 2018. And it was just after I finished watching the movie The Secret. I just remember feeling completely boundless like I had so much energy I was so happy and I just spent the rest of the day you know journaling a lot I was like dancing like an idiot in the kitchen of this house music on blast I wasn't doing anything of particular importance but I was alone and I was even happier than I have ever been in the best in the best like craziest memories I have alongside other people 
some of the most beautiful things and places that I've seen in the world, I was alone when I saw them. Just this past summer, I took myself on a honeymoon to Southern Europe and it was a dream. Like I have so many memories and snapshots in my head from that time that still bring me happiness and a sense of peace today when I think back to them. You don't need other people around you to make happy memories. Happiness is a state of being. It's not something that's given to you by other people. It's just something that can exist within yourself regardless of the external circumstances. What's crazy about being alone too, and I wish more people realized this, is that solitude is when the real ideas happen. When you give yourself the space to be with yourself and be silent, ideas are going to start to come. You'll start to realize things about yourself. You'll start to realize things about your life that you wouldn't have even had the space to think about if your life was this like constant buzz of interacting with other people. Maybe you'll get clarity about a big decision you've been trying to make, or you'll think of an idea that could be the big break in your business or in your career. You'll start daydreaming and visualizing the life that you want to build for yourself. That's how manifestation starts. It's so important, but that's only going to happen if you give yourself time alone with yourself. Most people live in this constant buzz of talking to other people in person, over the phone, over text, and then in the very little time that they have alone, they're watching Netflix to drown out the sound of their thoughts. Like That doesn't give you any kind of space to think about the important things. One of the biggest fears I hear from people is that they don't want to be alone all their life, that they're scared that if they get in the habit of spending too much time alone, they'll lose the desire to be around other people. It's not like that. Like Independence does not require completely shutting out the rest of the world. What makes me more comfortable with it is the idea of timing. Like I don't get lonely because I know that in this time of my life, yes, I spend a lot of time alone, but it's not going to last forever. I know that when I look at my life five, six, seven years from now, it will largely revolve around my husband and my kids who I will have by my side. And much more of my energy and my time in the day will be dedicated to them. And I'm so excited for that. Right now, I want to appreciate the time that I have to get to know myself and to spend time with myself because that alone time will be a much smaller part of my day in the next season of my life. And if I get to know myself really well right now, then I'm going to be a better wife and a better mother to my kids later on. Each season of your life is different. If you're young right now, and if you live alone, especially if you're single, enjoy it. Right now, you're in the best position to get to know yourself and to work on yourself in ways that are going to be a complete game changer later down the line, like physically, mentally, everything. Your ability to be happy, to be productive, and to be independent will be your secret weapon. Okay, one last ask for me. One of my goals going into this year is to bring more cool people to the podcast. So if you can try really hard to think about how you first found out about 20-something, however it was, whether a friend sent you the link, whether you saw it on socials, it would help me a lot to know how you ended up here. And more importantly, if you can do that same thing to bring one more person to the podcast. If your friend told you about it or sent you the link to an episode, do that. If you saw it on someone's Instagram story, post a story. Whatever it is, I would love if you shared and I'm excited to grow this community because my listeners are pretty cool and I want to bring more people like you to the podcast because we're building a really cool group here. So I love you guys so, so, so much. I hope you have an amazing week and I'll talk to you next Thursday. Ciao.